creating a network connecting solar batteries to communicate with the grid. Okay, solar batteries, a utility grid, and creating a network so they can talk to each other. You don't hear that that often, but it looks like you soon will. Today we talk with Jake Thompson, a network engineer at Twin State Technical Services, who explains about their involvement with a green energy project for the Rock River Lumber and Grain Company. Today on Small Business Talks. You know, I think most people think that when you do a solar installation and you go with batteries, you just set everything up and plug it in. And that's not the case. Apparently, you need to have a network built into the system. And with me today is Jake Thompson from Twin State Technical Services to not only tell us about a project they worked on, but also how networks work and how they communicate with things that we normally wouldn't think they would. So hi, Jake. How are you doing? I'm very well, Neil. Thank you for having me. Oh, glad to have you. Glad to have you on the podcast. So let's talk solar array, battery backup, solar arrays, and networking. Yeah. I got to tell you right off the bat, that's one of those things that when I heard it, it's sort of like, okay, it's solar energy and it's a battery and we have to network it. So tell me, is that, is that something that's common? Tell me a little bit about, you know, about. Um, uh, the, it's not a common application for twin state. Uh, that was our first go around. I'll tell you, we were contracted with one of our clients that reached out to us and said, Hey, we're going to need some help here. Apparently their system needs to be talking to the, the public internet and uh, they need some help with that. So um, yeah, we were the ones to come in, hook up some network to big battery, a little bigger than a car battery, obviously, and get them access to the public internet and they can send power out to the grid. It's a pretty cool process. So tell me a little bit about the project. So you, you, we had some some battery arrays. And mm -hmm. if you want to just kind of start from the beginning, how did this project develop and what, what did you do? Yeah. Um, so Rock River Lumber and Grain is one of our clients. They are headquartered in Prophetstown, Illinois. About five or six years ago, they put in one of the largest solar arrays in Whiteside County at the time. There's bigger ones put in now just because of the solar boom, I'm going to call it. But they put in, it was probably a half a mile long, I'm going to call it. It might be even longer than that. They have a grain facility out in Sterling that operates as a rail terminal. That's where they offload all their grain. They put the solar array in just to combat some costs, get some energy built up for themselves. Uh, battery was an afterthought, actually. Um, they put the solar array in to feed their on-site power uh, during the solar hours, obviously. You can't do it during night. Um, so at that time, we were able to put in some networking so that they could monitor the operations of the panels. You know, when sun is hitting those panels, they can see the power generated. Um, later, about two years after that, Moxie came to them or something along those lines that, hey, we have this battery opportunity we can install on your site. The solar panels can charge those batteries during operation. And then when the grid needs power, they can pull off of those batteries in a stored format. So they're taking stored energy, pushing it out to 
all the local residences, businesses to the grid. And um, it's just a way for them to keep the frequency correct on the, on the grid, I'm going to call it. Okay. Um, in order to do that, someone has to come into the network and say, hey, I want that power. And that you do that over the internet. And different tools and equipment needed, but that's it, it in a nutshell. That So you, if you're that controller, you're sitting at your house, you can say, hey, I need power. Let's send some out. And they take it from the battery and it's hardly ever seen on site. So that was kind of it. Okay. So basically the, the task was how do we get the, the battery to talk to the network or to talk to the power grid is what it sounds like. Right, right, right. So how'd you, how did, how'd you go about solving that? And There's a few different challenges uh, in the whole operation. One, there's not a square building on the, <laughs> on the property basically it's, it's a very small office and they've got about six or seven grain bins that are over five hundred thousand bushel they made them be 750 um perspective wise one semi load is a thousand bushel so you can put over five hundred thousand semi loads in these but these bins they're huge um the solar array was at one end the battery was in the middle um and they had to be connected somehow to the DMARC, which is where we send our internet out to the, the world. Um, the, the way we did that, we had to mount devices called point-to-point. -point. It basically is a wireless connection between where we wanna send data to the solar panels or to the battery backups. And you just mount this radio antenna up as high as you can, so there's no interference, and you point it as close as you can line of sight to, we did one of the solar panels to, look at that data and then we had to run another point to point to the other end of the the property to look at the batteries so um they're they're just run on frequencies and different electronic megahertz and stuff like that that send signal one way send it back we can read it and then we can we can get out of the internet that that was at least on site. We had some firewall changes and policies that we had to put in place so that we could have security on it. No one outside world could get into it. Only the organization that wants to control those batteries, and those were put in place as well. What would you say was probably the biggest challenge you had out of any of all these things? It sounds like there were a lot, but I'm just thinking: was there one in particular that sticks in your mind that wow, this was something we really had to overcome, or we really had to kind of go a different way of doing it? Sure. Yeah. The Actually, the equipment setup, I could problem solve that on the fly, that we know where we needed to put them and how to get the wires there. The biggest challenge is knowing where to plug those wires into the device. Uh, we didn't have a lot of direction from Tesla. Uh, these are Tesla branded batteries. There was then a third party contractor that installed the device. He didn't have the schematics that I needed to know where to plug in. and. So the hardest challenge was trying to find someone to tell me where to plug our stuff into, which seems really uncanny. And um, I found it by accident, found a Tesla support number on the device somehow by accident and finally got someone to say, yes, you're plugged into the wrong port. You just need to plug it into LAN 2, which is local area network. And everything was copacetic after that. Very cool. So. Compare this to what what would you call like an a typical network 
setup and and how different was this compared to like something of a typical setting up a, a, a network for let's say just an office building or or for for a small company sure um the similarities would be every building that has internet has a point of entry which we call the dmark that's the point where the internet provider comes in plugs into a piece of equipment and then it becomes our responsibility after that and that was the case at this facility they had a firewall internet came in however that firewall was at another location it's separate from the uh, the sterling rail site where the batteries were so we had to route policies from one isp to another through our firewall and um, work with a separate internet service provider isp to manage their tunnels appropriately with the correct addresses and carry different packets back to the firewall that so they could get out um yeah that was one of the big challenges too that sounds like it so is this 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 is interesting because i like the way of how you approached it and how you kind of overcame and, and figure out how to put all these different things together um Again, this is something. This is a typical service that the Twin State does. Is 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 setting up networks. Uh, correct. So Twin State has three different departments. Uh, we have networking, web development, and web um, programming. Networking handles all of that kind of things with firewall, pa packet transfer, uh, routing different traffic where we needed to go. So. Internet comes in, we handle everything on the backside. We say, okay, this internet coming in is this person. We need to route it over to this device, which happened to be the battery, uh, which is in a sense similar to your computer. Um, it's just working in the opposite direction. So you have internet to your house. Obviously, we're talking over a network right now. Your computer is talking out to the internet saying, I want to get data to come in. Well, we wanted data to go out. So in a typical company, you would have all these computers, they route to a server, packet packets come in through the firewall, they're throughout their network, goes to your computer, says, yep, I'm here. Um, now, we wanted someone from the outside to talk to this device. So that device data has to go out, talk to someone, hey, I need some power, pull it out. Um, so essentially, it's the same packets, it's just different data in the in the transfer. Okay. Um, hopefully that makes sense. I don't want to get too techy honey, I guess. No, no, no. That, that, that's great. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to fully understand that a lot more than, I, than I'm going to on, on that area. I, th yeah. I think it's fascinating. And that's why I want to know more about like the whole networking and how you go about this, because I think the, the average person just thinks of a network as, you know, I'm plugging my computer in and I've got, a, I've got a server, I've got Wi-Fi. It's that kind of thought. And this is that whole thing of like going outside that element and taking a real world example and applying a network to be able to get things to actually communicate. Yeah, right. This is not networking 101 by any means. It's not plugging your Netgear router into your modem and um, hooking to your Wi-Fi and putting your password in and going. There's a lot of bits and pieces that have to be connected simultaneously and they all have to work in unison. So um, we have to make sure that firewalls and policies are in place, the firmware is patched so that there's no exploits coming into this this data uh, or this network. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of bits and pieces. Um, so, yeah, 
no, that that's great. And I think the reason I also bring that up is because do you think this is something since there's more of a push towards green energy and solar panels are going to be more, is this something you see that is going to pick up that people are going to need uh, this awareness or, or even this understanding and this service to be able to communicate, you know, with, with like the batteries to the network and things like that. Do you see a, a growth in that area? I do there. If you just drive in a hundred mile radius, you'll see solar panels everywhere. I mean, they're, they're taking out farm ground um, that you're going to be cash renting or pulling crops off and they're putting in solar farms. They just are going crazy then. And they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. So they have the most sun, there are no trees, flat ground. Um, somehow they got to talk to those as well. And that's pretty much exactly what we did. We just had it over a couple of different locations, a couple of obstructions in the way that we had to navigate around. Uh, but essentially it's the same thing. You're going to put a device on site. You're going to reach out to it, whether it be cellular, whether it be internet, which that's a whole different ball of wax. Um, reach out to those equipment, talk to it, see what it's doing, get feedback. And yes, I do see that coming coming down the road for a lot of people. I got to ask when you mentioned about like logistics and about getting getting over obstacles, I, I'm guessing that a rail yard and because I'm, I'm figuring this is rather narrow but really long and you've right. got active you've got active railroad going on right uh it is the main line of the uh north pacific i think northern pacific or bnsf one of those two it, there's two main lines right next to it so the trains they route right off of that main line and they get loaded with corn and go back out now the device uh the battery and the solar panel are both on the same side of the track. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay. The, but this terminal brings in probably anywhere from 100 to 200 trucks a day. They've got two dump pits that are live all day, 10 hours. And where the internet is and the battery, the trucks go in between there. So we had to make sure we were at least 14 feet in the air. Uh, the trucks are 13.6. Um, they have a safety rail that uh, guys clip to with a harness and they have to walk along the trains to open the doors to load them. Uh, so we were able to mount a bracket on that safety rail, shoot it across the truck traffic over to the battery, and uh, that gave us our high enough clearance that we weren't going to get any interference. All that's going through my mind right now is this is obviously something if you have a solar panel, don't try this yourself. Hire a <laughs> professional is what it sounds like because yeah, <clears throat> well, I don't mean that to be an advertisement, but I think it's important because again, you're dealing with you know the height of, of the of the of the trucks. You're you're dealing with I would imagine a variety of frequencies because trucks are going to have you know uh, different radio signals and things like that. And it's yeah. just the whole planning of that that whole thing and putting all the logistics, not just the we need to connect this to this. Would you say it was like also adding in all these other factors that didn't make it just, you know, well, we can just plug this right in and we're done. It was like, how do we overcome this? How do we overcome this? How do we overcome this? And it sounds like you yeah. had a few of those to, to, to handle. Exactly. And the network was almost an afterthought from the design of the battery, too, so that if they would have came to us before they put the battery in, we could have just ran our networking underground from one office 
through the trenches up into their device. They put all the conduit in they needed. They put all the, the wiring in underground. So it would have been really helpful to put a conduit in just straight hardwired. But since we, they didn't do that, that's where we had to go in the air. And um, then you get weather elements and wind and that kind of variables and obstacles that you got to overcome. So there's there could have been some forethought to that to make it a little bit better, but it's working great right now. Now, do you do any other additional work or was that just like a one time you just installed it or do you, do you are you continuing to work on the project? I continue to work on that project. It's very minimal for that location. However, last week they did have a network switch go down. It actually took the battery out of service. It was right before Labor Day. So they were out of service for five days. It was on a Friday of all, all things. You know, everything happens on a Friday or a Saturday. But uh, I do handle their services to this day and i had to go out there replace that switch and it was all good but um, we also handle all of their server setup their their wireless their email uh, making sure everything is up to date um, if they have new computers we you know we build those out that kind of stuff um, they have nine locations um, which Seven of them are elevators and they've got three lumber yards. So there's two different domain networks there that we have to separate, but also tie together um, through different pathways around the internet. And yeah, we handle those on a daily basis. Okay. Now, the Twin oh, State ahead. would handle a one-off project like that. If someone came to us, we would look at the project, see if we can do it. Um, it's not that they had to be our customer, but we are their service provider and they asked us to do it and we took care of it. Well, I'm thinking this is also a, a question for people that when they're listening to this, that they're going to get, they're going to get into solar. And I, and I think you've pointed a couple of things out. So I'm just going to redirect the question and say, let's say I'm a company and I am getting in, into solar and I'm going to have batteries and all that. If somebody were to come to you, you know, what is the advice that you'd give them in setting this up? What, what are things that they should be bringing to you? that will make this an easy and smooth transition for them to be able to get this installed and have a network applied with their solar batteries. Yeah, I, the biggest thing would be, let's make uh, the networking a forethought rather than an afterthought. Uh, as I said before, there's a lot of detail that being in the expert of the field, not calling myself an expert by any means, but it's a very technical field. We understand a lot of the nuances that need to be involved in the project. Your project engineer for the battery might not know that. Uh, they're more concerned with getting the power to the battery, connecting it to their solar array. They really don't think about, okay, how am I gonna send this or tell it, send this power out to the grid. And <clears throat> if, you, if you're gonna go through that, make sure it's part of your project plan to get networking involved prior to the build. Do it in the, do it in the design. Make sure you know where it's going. Make sure you know where it's coming from. Um, just give us the details and we can do a lot of the legwork after that. But uh, then you're not scrambling at the end. Um, they were, we were waiting. That was like our last step in getting this thing up and running was the networking because we were involved in the beginning. But that sounds like that's something like people are, that want to get into this. They, they really should get in touch with, with a company like yours and yeah. kind of lay it out and just say, you know, we can help you, you know, you know, do do the proper planning. And that's what it really sounds like it comes down to is 
proper planning and, and doing things in the right order. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot harder if you put something in and then try to adapt to it later on. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's like baking a batch of cookies. You're not going to put them in the oven before you mix them up, you know, kind of thing. But, <laughs> I like that. That's a great example. That's a, that's a great analogy. I like that. Yeah. And it's just, you got to think about everything. And uh, sometimes it doesn't. We roll with the punches here. Uh, we're, we solve a lot of problems on a daily basis. And that one was one of them. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to leave you with the, uh, to give a, a summary. I'll give you the last, the last talk on this. Just give me a summary of, of what, you know, how you felt the, the project started, how, what you did and, and what, what, what you learned <clears throat> out of it. Let me, let me put it that way. Um, definitely learned um, a lot about point to point devices, um, understanding the right equipment for the job. There's, there's multiple point to point devices out there, but we needed a, a little bit of special ones to handle um, not having to go plug 110 power in, you know, that's kind of detailed information, but um, also being able to understand all the language that another company coming in has. Um, I've never dealt with power schematics and any of that. So uh, learning how to read those and then tie them into our network was really cool. Um, again, it would be nice to been a forethought rather than an afterthought, as I said. Um, however, having Rock River as a client in that relationship, uh, they were able to reach out to us and give us as much information as they could. They were very good with that. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you got to be lucky. And I was, I found information to get, get some stuff going, but um, that was very fun. And another really good exercise to make sure you have the right equipment at the front end, the, the D mark, as I said before, you know, if you don't have the right firewall in place, this was never going to happen. You you have you can't come in here with a Walmart net gear or something you buy on Amazon. It's it's a very sophisticated piece of device. It's like its own separate computer, and make sure you have the right security. So there's there's a, don't want to cut corners doing those equipment. You want to make sure you get what you exactly you need. Well, it sounds like it was a success. It was. It's still a success to this day, and. Rock River is very happy. They're uh, sending power out. They're helping helping the environment and um, getting a little bit of kickback for it. So it's it's very good. So if anybody was is listening and they kind of say, "Hmm, this is something I'm kind of interested in," how would they get in touch with you? Um, so Twin State uh, main office phone number is five six three four four one one five zero four. Uh, you can also go to our website, tsts.com. That's tomsamtomsam.com. I know that's sometimes hard to understand. And uh, <laughs> you can see all of our different networking web design and networking staff. We've got uh, our links there, some info. Um, sign up for our newsletter. You know, it's it's all there. So Great. Well, Jake, thank you very much for for showing us, you know, how this all put is put together and giving us some lessons on if if we're going to be connecting, you know, some some ideas and some recommendations for doing that. And thank you for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. And thanks for uh, having me. This was actually my first podcast ever. So thanks. You did. You did great. In fact, right. I'll even I'll even open that up. I, I, I one thing we always want our listeners to know is that if you have any questions or comments, uh, we ask you, you know, give us, you know, 
post a comment or post post a review and let us know how we did. And uh, we def definitely will put that on the website as well. We'll also put your your phone number and web address on the uh, on the down below on the podcast as well. Oh, we would appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Jake. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye.